You can turn your Bibles if you want to to First or Second Thessalonians chapter three. I'll be there in just a little while. I'm going to do some other things first, if you don't mind. One of the things I try not to be is to be political, and. Uh, But uh, sometimes you need to say something about some things that's going on in your country. And so it seems like you're political when in reality there's real concern for the Christian faith. And if you don't say something, people just continue to do the same thing, don't have any comprehension of it. So I want to talk about socialism. And it's here and it's getting stronger. And socialism and fascism and communism go hand in hand. And uh, just different degrees of it, that's for sure. Uh, today's a special day. It's Memorial Day. And as I see our country today, uh, I don't believe that's what our men went out and died for. Uh, they died for freedom that we might be able to maintain what our founding fathers had put down in paper called a constitution, the Bill of Rights. And that's been held throughout the years, but now we're beginning to see it melt away, diminish, and not be respected like it ought to be. And that breaks our hearts. And one of the things that's pushing this, underneath a lot of it, is socialism. And we're having it permeate our society in so many, many different ways. Uh, it's an underlying satanic evil system that's trying to overtake, trying to change America's once constitutional government society, you could say. Our country's constitution promotes freedom to be able to choose how we want to live what we want to worship and who we want to worship without any kind of reprisals from our government. We're beginning to see that change. And uh, it's good to be able to have freedom without any government's enforcing hand to the contrary that's trying to stop us from doing that. But this last year with COVID, we've seen a lot of unnerving things taking place by governors from very liberal states, and they're closing the churches. And for the first time, there are more churches closing than there are churches starting. And that's the first time. And so we see some things on the horizon that's uh, very, very contrary to what we have been accustomed to. And then I, I see the other nations, I see what they're going through, uh, we still are very, very fortunate here. But we can see what's going to be taking place down the road if something does not happen, God does not intervene. There's a tremendous movement, a revolution, trying to cancel America as we know it. And that bothers me. They're trying to cancel gender uh, trying to say people don't even know what they are, a male or a female, and they'll have to choose. They can choose even in the lower grades. And uh, you see that and you just scratch your head. You say, what in the world's wrong with people? 
<laughs> Amen. They're trying to cancel family and marriage. Uh, the younger people don't think marriage is that important, a lot of them. And so they just live together and shack up and have children and so on like that without even thinking about being married and so on. We're seeing them trying to cancel law and order in some cities. They're defunding the police while their cities are allowing more murders, rapes, crimes, lootings, burnings, disregard to any type of authority, all increasing by alarming rates. And you watch the evening news, and you know that's true. That's happening. And then they're trying to even cancel life. It's not the fact that they've backed off on abortion, but they're promoting more abortion. And that is life, taking innocent babies' lives, shedding innocent blood. And that's what they're doing. And uh, our country already has slaughtered 60 million babies. 60 million. Our country will have to pay for that one day. We know that. And uh, God will not let that go by. I believe that with all my heart. I wish they would just show an abortion on TV, and I think that would close the case. They should be allowed to do that. And then they're trying to cancel our history. They're trying to say our so sinful forefathers, these history giants, were crooked, slave owners, on and on it goes. And they want to reset the date to zero and start all over. And that's being taught in schools and universities, and it seems like our government's okay with it. Even Congresswoman Ian Omar, she said, destroy the system. And that's their goal. They want to destroy our system, our constitution. It amazes me that they allow one to remain a congress lady who would say something like that. I thought she took an oath to protect the constitution of the United States of America. And then they say cancel Christians. The reason is they're a threat by their God worldview. They don't like a true God worldview. Socialists believe that the idea of God is harmful and it must be forcibly removed. But before they do that, you should investigate other countries who have been under uh, socialistic, communistic regimes. Under Lenin, three million people were slaughtered. Under Stalin, 60 million were murdered. Under Mao Zedong, he slaughtered, exterminated 45 million people. And even today, under China, Christians are being systematically removed. If you hear what's going on over there, it's just unprecedented what they're trying to do to Christians. And you know, Satan, he, he doesn't care which God, which religion gets in, just so it's not true. Huh? And he'll have anybody to be able to stand up except the true believers who hold on to the true God. Name one communist country where there is open religious liberty and you'll find none because they don't permit it. And if our country goes that way, that means everybody who claims the name of Christ is affected. 
all across the board. Now then, there's what's called ca uh, cancel capitalism. Capitalism is America's economic system. Private property, private ownership, private possession of goods, limited government's role, and enforcement in individual lives. It just means freedom. The freedom to be able to do what you feel you could do to support your family. And uh, freedom of religion even. But capitalism. Socialism is it owns the resources and productions and focuses on common equality. You hear that all the time. And the key word there is common. They don't want anybody to be above anybody. That means you don't achieve more. That means you don't strive for more. You just become common. You can't outshine others at all. Socialism favors large government, government control, social services, involved in every aspect of those it rules. They want to know and they, they dictate what one has, what one eats, what one drives, what one's permitted, what energy can be used, what cost for things, who's in charge. That sounds like America right now, doesn't it? Huh? That's what socialism wants. Socialism says the poor are poor because the rich are rich. Isn't that amazing? The successful are the oppressors and the poor are the victims because the rich will not share their wealth. As a matter of fact, the rich, they pay 85% of collect taxes already. Isn't that interesting? But they won't share their wealth voluntarily. The only just cause is to redistribute wealth forcibly through laws, taxes, by state ownership of all property and production of goods. That's how they want to resolve that. Socialism says capitalism, which we believe in, the right of citizens, entrepreneurship, of being successful, and by the way, businesses in this country that have served this country are created by entrepreneurs, 80% of the ordinary people who try to have businesses. 80% of our economy comes from them. Isn't that amazing? Yet they want to try to close that down in many, many areas. But they say the wealth is the root of all evil. It's blamed for every evil because of greed, selfishness, and polluting the environment. <laughs> Let me just say something. It doesn't matter if you're a communist or you're a capitalist. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. So it doesn't matter which one you are. You're going to have a heart problem. So it just shifts it to the other side, you know, if you do away with capitalism. It says that True greed is the rich. And I want to give an example of rich people. Congress. 
They pay no social security. They automatically get benefits. They fly around in their jets using more energy than we ever thought of using and don't live by all the laws they enact. (laughs) That's our Congress. In socialism, the state determines what the individual rights its citizens have. The state will be the source of human rights, and its citizens cannot criticize it openly. It does away with assembling. In reality, in socialism, the state owns the people, and the individual rights are only allowed if they don't conflict with the state's rights. (laughs) That's amazing. Somebody said the other day, the government is the people. Instead of we the people, government is people. That's the people. Of course, that's wrong. Karl Marx, the father of socialism and communism, he was an atheist, by the way, He said this, one, religion must forcibly by law be abolished. That means us (laughs) and what we believe. Mark said children are the states, so government teaches them. That means if he gets in charge, goodbye to Christian schools, goodbye to homeschooling. He wants everybody to go to the same school so everybody learns the very same stuff that the state wants you to learn. Public schools are already controlled by the union and government's curriculum. You ought to read it sometime. If you're older, make the hair on your arms stand up, back your neck, so on. It's unbelievable what they're trying to teach our kids. Marx said women are liberated from homemakers to a socialistic economy. He said, we cannot be free if half of the population is enslaved, motherhood, in the kitchen. Nor can we be free if parents have a right to teach their children religion. You'll be turned in for teaching your kids about Christ, any type of religion at all. He said, human beings are nothing more than advanced animals. So he buys into the evolution theory, doesn't he? That's socialism. And discouraging to me was, I read a recent poll was, our young people, the millennials, a majority of them, 58% would rather live in a socialistic nation than a capitalist nation. 58%. And socialism is using Woke, critical race theory, Black Lives Matter, cancel culture for their own purpose. Behind that revolution at its heart is socialism. Down with our constitutional system. Down with our Judeo-Christian foundations. Down with our history. Down with law and order. And down with us. Then you ask, what do you replace it with? Socialism, communism. Before you do that, you need to talk people how they like it in North Korea, China, Russia, Venezuela, Cuba. See how they like it. I think you'll be shocked 
If you're a Christian, you, you know what's going on there. To help lead the way, Americans are beginning to realize you don't have to work. Because the government will use those who do work, take their money, and take care of the lazy half. Until the working half realizes it does no good to work because someone else is going to get what they work for. No more motivation to do something great or to achieve something higher. Just go by the status quo. And that is the end of free enterprise. And when you have the end of free enterprise, everything else as we know collapses. It just collapses. Ecclesiastes 2.24. There is nothing better for man than that he should eat and drink and that he should make his soul enjoy good in his labor. This also I say that it was from the hand of God. There ought to be joy in the fact that we can work and provide for our families. 2 Timothy 3.10 says this, For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. Amen? We're creating a generation who just wants handouts. You know, there's jobs everywhere right now. They can't get enough help. I go down the street, and there's signs everywhere. But what they want, they want a job making $150,000 a year now to start off. It's amazing. Some even believe socialism is scriptural. You ever heard that? Acts chapter 4, verse 32. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul, neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own, but that they had all things common. There we go. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. The great great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked. For as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. People say, hey, there's, there's socialism right there. But here's the facts. Acts 4 is not promoting socialism. And here's some reasons why. One, this is kingdom Jewish ground, first of all. It's not for today. Amen? Body Christ hadn't begun yet. doesn't start until Apostle Paul. He's not saved until Acts 9. This is kingdom ground here. But they were told to sell all that they had and get ready because they were going into the tribulation, they believed. That you don't need all that stuff going in tribulation. You're going to be on the run. Secondly, it shows believers did own private property. You can't sell things unless it's yours. So they had property, and that's against 
ultimate goal of socialism. Number three, selling, giving was from personal volition. They had the will and the freedom to do this. In socialism, the government decides what you do and the means how you do that. But they had the freedom to be able to do this. Number four, they gave out of obedience and love for other believers. When they did this, they were not forced forced or, or coerced by a government. Not, by the way, not everybody sold everything. It was a free choice on the part of individual believers. And then, number five, there was no government involvement. None whatsoever. Rome, they were in charge. They had nothing to do with their prosperity or food or wealth of the Jewish believers. Government didn't care what they were doing just so they paid their taxes. That's all they cared about. These Jews didn't give their money to the state, but they gave their money to other Jewish believers. And the sixth point that's so important, it didn't work. (laughs) Money ran out. Amen. Several years later, Paul had to take up collections, free will collections, offerings from churches to help these believers in Jerusalem. As a matter of fact, because God delayed his program with Israel, by doing this, it created poverty because it was not to be long-term. It's supposed to be short-term. But because of Israel's unbelief and arrogance, God set them aside. That created some problems for them. So it doesn't work in the first place. Amen? Yet we know socialism is here. Why has and is only Christianity and the Jewish voice been silenced from the majority of states' public arena? Yet don't we have a constitution? Don't we have a Bill of Rights? Why has our freedom of speech in most public circles not being allowed or heard? They're saying in the Senate now, you can't even run for Senate if you proclaim faith in Christ. That's just a fact. Old Bernie Sanders would get on you. Somebody ought to get on him and take a few hairs out. Why has mentioning the only true God, the God of the Bible, that which our founding fathers stood on, publicly promoted, is mostly no longer permitted in public schools, a few exceptions, or state houses, or among most of our legislators? Here's a good one I came up with. Why then should we pay taxes if we, the people, no longer have a voice. Well, that would turn them inside out, wouldn't it? Why have we allowed a few to tell us? Because our skin color is light, we no longer have a say or a voice. 
And behind that, once again, it's being used again by socialists because they want to divide us. Do you tell us that anyone from other countries coming in through our borders, regardless if they're from Europe coming up through the southern border, whoever they may be, they are welcome. They are given tax dollars, settled down in America, are valued more than us, U.S. citizens. Something is wrong there. They favor immigrants more than citizens. But let me say something about immigrants. You can't blame them wanting to get here if you knew what was going on in their countries. Amen? Most all Americans are from families of immigrants. You check your genealogy. You just check it. You have family members that came more than likely from Europe and England and Ireland and Romania and all those places, Germany. They came over because of King, the king, George at that time, I guess it was. They came over here. America is the story. And by the way, what I want to say, why are they mad at us? We were immigrants. Treat us the same as you're doing today. Amen. America's the story of Armenians fleeing genocide by the Turks, Jews fleeing Nazism, Chinese running from totalitarianism and for freedom, Russians from Stalin's purge, Vietnamese and Cambodians escaping from Pol Pot's killing fields, Europeans and Hispanics, fleeing joblessness, drugs, and cartels, all coming to America for a better life. I remember I heard John Hagee say one time, he said they couldn't build a fence high enough if it meant that depended on me to provide for my family to get over. He said, I'm over. (laughs) I I believe that's true in, in circumstances. But it all started with the pilgrims fleeing Europe, and they came to this country as immigrants. They were fleeing from religious persecution, many of them. Multitudes sought freedom after being chased out, forced out of their own cruel countries. America's spirit has always been to wrap her arms around the mistreated. Yet the liberals dig into history not to find the truth, but find opportunities to denigrate and put down our country. Even some are trying to cash in at the expense of people who were not even born yet when the sins of the past were committed. And they're trying to get money for that today. But it was America, don't forget this, that helped end slavery here and around most of the world. As a matter of fact, America used her own laws, her own blood, by giving 660,000 lives for the cause of ending slavery. Within the movements today, I don't see God of the Bible because 
I don't see any forgiveness. There's no grace. There's no acknowledgement of the multitudes of white people who stood up and fought to end slavery and discrimination, especially the preachers. And let me just say, I will always fight against uh, discrimination and racism. There's nobody better than anybody. We all bleed red. And we're of one blood in this country, period. Amen. But the socialists have used this because they know in their atheistic system they gain by dividing and conquering us as a nation, as a group of people. When we came to America looking for freedom to worship our God in those early days, underlying that was the common belief, a belief so deep and unquestioned that it was the foundation of all of our institutions. And that was this. There is a God. He's the God of the Bible. The principles of the Sermon on the Mount the Ten Commandments, Pauline truth, are found as the foundations of a good life, a great society, and that America have been uniquely blessed by God. That's what they believed. This nation of immigrants was bound by a spirit that would make them become Americans. One nation under God. Today's Memorial Day. And this nation that I just mentioned of people coming here and so on, men and women were willing to sacrifice their very lives for this America. And we never should forget their sacrifices. But I'm really concerned and burdened, and I'm closing, to the fact that our country, in their faith toward God and standing up for that truth, is fading quickly in this country. I just read a statistic the other day, it blew my mind, that individual Christians who would stand up for Christ regardless would believe the Bible in what it says, even when it went contrary to what our country was saying, they would know what the Bible said. It has dwindled down to 6%. They say 48% now, for the first time, below 50%, 48% of people say they're Christians. But only 6% were the ones who had a grasp of the word of God and what it says and how to obey it and live it and stand up for it and explain it when people would ask. That means the light here in this country is dimming quickly. Psalm 9:17 says this, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations, plural, that forget God. I remember, I've been to England on several occasions to missionary Bill Carter's. 
And I couldn't believe the coldness because I had always heard of the great preachers who came out of England who were the light of the world. They had the gospel message. They believed in souls, in Christian living, all those things. And now there's just a little twinkle in the whole nation of England. How did that happen? How could you once have the truth, have the life, and just let it get away? I think one of the hardest things for us in America, we have so much. We have been blessed beyond measure in this country that it allowed us to afford things that many other countries never will get. And that creates complacency. It also creates compromise. When the heat begins to be on, when it's time for you to stand for Christ because of friends, because of pressure, because of job, because of these things, you begin to give in and give in. And we've been doing that now for the last 50 years in a big way that we don't take it at face value. This is real. This is true. It's very difficult to get people excited for Christ today. Now, you can get a song up here and they'll get excited. But that's the flesh. That's not the mind, the heart through the word of God. And it's the mind and the, and the heart of the word of God that is our anchor, that is our guide for our lives. And if there's ever a time we needed to stand up for our faith, it's now or this country is lost. Now, if the country's lost, we revert to persecution that's beginning to happen in different places. Read Christian news sometime. Just pull up on your computer all the places, what's going on in this country. It'll shock you. We're going to have to begin to live by different rules real soon. And honestly, I don't know if there's enough Christians to even fight against it to take a stand. That's what's frightening. It's my hope, my prayer as Pastor Grace Point, that there are people here, they believed in Christ, they love God's word, they rightly divide it to know what truth is for today, and they will stand for it no matter what. Amen. Father, we do love you. Uh, you're the apple of our eye. <laughs> you're our everything. You're our God. You're our Savior. You're our provider, our protector, our blesser, our helper, our strength. You're everything. You're our eternal life one day. We'll be with you for all eternity. And in these few short years that we have in this life here, may we, may we count for Christ. Not because we have to, but because we love you and we want to. Thank you one day that you loved us so much you sent your only son, Jesus Christ, down to this earth, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, on an old cross died for the sins of mankind, was buried, and three days later he rose from the grave. Thank you for that gospel of grace that saves. And I just pray that we never be ashamed of it 
We'd always stand for it. May we not just be like the frog in boiling water, just sit there and boil. But may we wake up to what's going on around us in our country, pray for it more, work in certain areas more, so that we can have an influence that would be pleasing to you. Bless the people. Give them a wonderful Memorial Day in Jesus' name. And everybody said? We hope that you received a blessing from today's broadcast. We would love to have you to visit us in person. You can watch us live and view past services on our website at gpnd.net. For more information, please visit our website or contact us by phone. Until next week, may God richly bless you as our prayer.